Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Roisin. And welcome to the Fitness Fertility Podcast. This podcast is all about how improving your physical fitness can help to support you on your very own fertility journey. I'm a personal trainer who specialises in training women with fertility problems. I myself suffer from PCOS and have had two beautiful boys, and I'm on a mission to help you to do the same. Before we get into it, we will be discussing adult themes such as where do babies come from, pregnancy loss and bereavement. We may also be sweary from time to time. We are optimistic, light-hearted girls, but we know this is a really stressful time for some of our listeners. We respect that. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fitness Fertility Podcast. Now, in this episode, we are going to be talking about the gym. Hang on, before you all press the stop button, just stick with me. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about how to get yourself to the gym in the first place. So strategies to get to the gym. We're going to talk about gym culture and what to expect when you're in the gym. And then most importantly, we are going to talk about how to get yourself back to the gym because consistency is key. And we're also just going to have a look at my first experience of going to a gym and also Roshin's first experience of going to the gym because they are actually quite different. I'm amazed that you started the gym at 18. At 18, I was I was in the pub. <laughs> I was in the pub after, but I went to the gym first. No intention of going anywhere near a gym when I was 18. So I started going to the gym after I had my daughter Isabel. And I went for a number of reasons. Obviously, I had a bit of baby weight to lose. I didn't feel strong. It was weird. We have spoken before about core strength. And I was lacking that. So I wanted to go back and get some core strength. There was a crash in the gym. Yes. And they would take Isabel for like two hours. So initially I would go in and I would float around and then have a coffee. Yeah, it's <laughs> important. Much. Yeah. In the early days. And then as she's gotten older and as I start feeling a little bit better, my gym session started to grow and grow. And then I was like, quickly grabbing a coffee at the end of a gym session. It wasn't a love affair by any manner of means. It wasn't anything like that. It's something that I had to really grow into. What about you? 18, bursting through the doors. What was it like? I'm I'm just trying to remember. I can picture the gym perfectly. I'm trying to think what triggered me to go when I was 18. I think the honest answer is I was just becoming a lot more aware of body shape, body type. I don't think it was anything any more complicated than that. I think I've always enjoyed being active. I used to do a lot of karate and I think I kind of stopped the karate, you know, at that age where lots of kids stop sport around 14 or 15. And I think the gym was just the the kind of obvious answer. So down I went. I had no idea what I was doing. I just I remember walking in and just having a mess around on the machines. (laughs) I didn't find it too scary a place, um, but I know some people find it quite intimidating and they actually find even just getting to the gym in the first place a really difficult thing to do. Sure. Because I had the baby with me, I had to get really strategic about my time in the gym. Even getting up and saying, today I'm definitely going to the gym. So the night before, what I would do is I would organise all of my gym clothes so they were there. And the baby bag would be there and my gym kit would be there. And I'd have my water ready in the fridge and I would have some kind of plan. And I found that the more prepared that I was, the more chance that I would actually get there. Because it's really easy to go, oh... It's so much hassle. The more preparation I did in the very, very early days of starting to join a gym, because I wasn't enjoying the workouts. I was merely there to <laughs> lose the weight. You clearly were not doing my workouts, <laughs> Lose the weight and having some personal time, which yeah. was hugely important. 
100% agree. And I would like to say for the listeners, uh, I bumped into Rachel in the gym many a time and she was definitely having a good old chat in between doing the workouts. But Roshin was doing the workout. You did your weights. Yeah. You were looking really good, really strong. But there was a social aspect to it as well. But I'm I'm mentioning that because if it gets you to the gym, it's really important. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose it's habits, isn't it? Yeah. Because I didn't feel strong in myself Mm. and I was really time poor. Also, I was feeding baby and stuff, so I had to keep my nutrition up. And I thought, well, I could form some good habits here. Or I could form some bad habits here. Go one way and I could do the work and have the inconvenience a bit, but do the work. Or the other way where I could could sit in the house and probably have to rely purely on dieting, which I just knew wasn't going to be right. This wasn't going to work. Especially not if you're stuck in the house all day, like with the best will in the world, sitting in the house all day looking at your cupboard is hard. So even just getting out of the house means that you're not just looking at that chocolate in your cupboard. Exactly, exactly. And actually... I honestly do think it's one of the best things that has ever happened to me. Mm. The turnaround that I had about um, exercise Mm. and nutrition. And a lot of it is fueled by my girls. I want to be around for them. Uh, I think Maria will be quite honest. I was a smoker. (laughs) I wasn't going to mention this. I was a drinker. (laughs) So like a few jeans. I had really unhealthy habits. I had absolutely zero nutrition in my diet. I wanted to be fit and healthy and strong for me but also I wanted to be fit and healthy and strong for them so I was going to go to this place and I was going to lift what they told me to lift but you started working out before you got pregnant didn't you to try and get you in that optimal zone so you were working out to get in good shape for pregnancy sure and then to make your body be in the best possible kind of state to conceive and it worked because you you know you had two really healthy pregnancies yeah it has to be said that I was an older mum I was mm. 34 when Aren't I... we had, all Roshan? You know, like a lot of our listeners will be. Yeah, yeah. I really feel that I had to make some drastic changes. Mm. So I suppose my question for you is, if you were going to give three tips for someone in terms of how to get themselves ready just to get to the gym, what would be your kind of hacks, your tips? Well, first of all, I always think, look the part. I know this sounds a bit weird. No, I agree here. I think you have to commit. There's a gym membership and there's also a bit of a gym uniform. I'm investing in myself. I am going to go to Sweaty Betty and get the, the non-see-through leggings. And I'm going to go and get fitted for the, the sports bra. And, I'm, and I know people think, oh, well, I've already paid out for the gym membership. You know, Maybe I'm on a free month. Why would I go for all the gear? <laughs> Honestly, I had all the gear and no idea. But at least I walked in and I felt comfortable in the space. And with the clothes thing, I am now quite picky on the clothes that I have. I would like to say it's not nothing to do with money or expense. It's just I know what I feel comfortable in. So I feel comfortable in a vest. I feel comfortable in gym shorts. And I feel like I look the part. And when I walk into the gym, I feel happy. You know, they're like my happy clothes. I'm in my, my happy place. And it just means I'm, I'm more likely to go. I'm not sure. uncomfortable there. Yeah. But I think it is really important. Try and get the sports bar. Try and go for a measurement. Yes. And I would like to say, as a lady who has a larger bosom, shall we say, um, for me, um, the shock absorber sports bra ranges are very good and you can get really well-fitting, very supportive bras. And my sister also really likes the Sweaty Betty bras as well. Um, If you're doing quite high impact stuff, then I would strongly suggest you get a decent bra because things like if you're going to be breastfeeding or you're going to be, you know, pregnant, it's really important to look after your boobs. And uh, trainers. Okay, so... 
In terms of trainers, just really briefly, there is different types of trainers depending on what you want to do. So if you've got to do an awful lot of running, you will need specialist shoes for that. If you're going to go and do some classes where you're going to have to be really dynamic, there is a different set of shoes for that. I know this sounds like it could start getting expensive really quickly. If you're just going to go to the gym, go for a general middle of the road trainer. We'll do the job. I've always used Brooks. Brooks are really good and also they're very female friendly as well. They've got a really good um, support basically for women who they sponsor. Brooks are fab. Um, Asics are always a a classic. Asics works really well. I've actually just used some pretty cheap Nike trainers as well for your kind of standard um, gym going. Can I say though, they don't have to be expensive, but don't go in things like Converse. You need like a little bit of support. Um, So just wear some kind of gym shoe. One that you feel comfortable in. When you're going to get your trainers, you can go on the training To get your gait tested. Yeah, which way you run. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. See if pronate. I'm a pronator. I don't know what I am. Save you loads and loads of knee pain later on in life, I can assure you. Yeah. The second thing is I had it all at the end of my bed. Literally, when I swung my feet out of the bed in the morning, that's the clothes that went on. The third thing was reward. So for me, it was at the end of that workout, I had something for me. Because... If you are trying to reduce weight in order to help your fertility, there's a lot of you can't have, you can't do. If I go, my reward is I get a frothy latte when I finish. Because I think if you've got your ass in the gym, you should be proud. Yeah. Like we've said before, even if you do 10 minutes on the rower, I'm I'm delighted. Like I am proud. I have got my ass there. I've gone after work. I've gone early in the morning. And I think you should feel proud. For people that want to get into the gym, Maria are thoroughly intimidated by the entire experience what would you recommend they do i think that's a really good question so there's definitely a few little things you can do the first thing i would say is just start gently working out at home and that way you get your body used to moving you get a bit of an idea of the type of things you're going to be doing whether it's your squats or maybe some sit-ups or some kind of kneeling push-ups and then it just means that you'll feel a little bit more confident when you actually get into the gym floor So definitely start by working out at home. There are so many videos and resources now. So there's uh, lots of things online. There's lots of things on YouTube. Um, You can have a look at those. And again, they'll give you a really good feel for um, what it's actually like to work out in the gym. So that's another thing you can do. When you are then feeling a little bit more comfortable, um, a really good thing is just to bring a friend. Like quite often you can get a guest pass in the gym. Um, I've done that quite a few times. And you can just bring a friend. And even if you just say, look, we're just going to go in for 15 minutes and we're going to go on the cardio machines or whatever it is you're going to do, that's absolutely fine. Now people walk around with their phones. Yep. Most people are there with a virtual trainer. You're not inspired when you go to the gym. You suddenly don't have the knowledge. Most of us rely on an app. I know I do. Marie's clients, they all get via the app the exercises that you want them to do. So most people are relying on an external source or some people have their own private PT there or the PT for the gym. So I always have a great deal of respect for people that go into the gym for the first time because I do understand that it's like walking to someone else's realm. But you realise you become part of the furniture very, very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Your point about people now having a phone feeds into this, because now you walk around the gym and you think, oh, look at all these professionals. They know what they're doing. They're lifting weights and they're doing their snatches and they're doing the deadlifts. They're looking on the phone because if you want to get the best out of a gym, you need a programme. Sure. And we've talked about this before. You need a structured programme. And that used to be on paper. So you could see, oh, they've got a programme, they've got a programme, they've got a programme. And it would help to take that intimidation out because you can see everybody else is in the same boat as you. But you're right. Everyone's now on the phone. But those phones have all got programmes on. So it's the same thing. So 
yeah, just to try and help people feel a bit less nervous, everybody in there is, or they should be following some kind of program anyway. But most of the time, for me, it's just memory. I don't remember what I lifted yesterday or the day before. So I have to keep on going back. So it's great when you could just like tap it in really quickly, do my weights or my curls or for my biceps or my triceps. The app does it for me. I believe that there's mini videos in your app. Yep. So for me, um, because a lot of the people that come and train with me, I'm so impressed with them because some of them have not worked out for years. You know, it was literally that kind of GCSE um, PE. So everything in the app has videos. So every single move from warm up to cool down, which includes all their fertility stretches, all the yoga poses at the end, everything has a video. So even if you are a seasoned gym goer, but you don't know this particular exercise, it's all in the app and you just click on it on your phone. Like everyone else in the gym, <laughs> you'll look like everyone else. And the really cool thing about the workout apps that I find is that things happen. So for example, I have accidentally hurt my shoulder. So therefore I had to go to my PT and say, my shoulder's really bad at the moment. And then within a couple of days, the program had been changed to lots more stretching, yeah. lots more hanging, lots more painful stuff. <laughs> but, and it's really adaptive. Another thing is, we appreciate times are tight at the minute, but if you had unlimited funds, um, a PT, either a virtual one like myself or a real life one um, on the gym floor just to help you. And again, don't instantly think only people that don't know what they're doing have a PT. That makes no sense. Olympians, you know, the, the best of the best. Everyone has a coach. Sure. Everyone has a PT. Of course you do. If money allowed. That would be another good way just to help you feel comfortable. With my training, one of the things about it is it is a lot more affordable because I'm not there with you. So there are less expenses. It depends what you want. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. a PT of some sort is is a good thing. Even if it's just to go around and explain the machines. Yeah. That's the bit that I think is always slightly complicated. Because they look scary, don't they? Because they've got the weights on them and they've got levers everywhere. And, and you're kind of sitting on them and going, where do I put my legs and where do I put my arms? And then is it a leg machine? Is it an arm machine? And, and they just run off, terrified. I have absolutely gotten onto those things. <laughs> oh, me too. Completely incorrectly for yep. years, probably. Yep. That is why either having a, a PT there in person or a virtual like Maria... And also, like you said, they should adapt. If you have an injury, your PT needs to adapt that for you. So if you've got a sore shoulder, if you've got a bad knee, a, a PT who is worth their salt needs to adapt your programme for you. It's really important. Yeah. The more prepared you are and the more comfortable you are while you're in the gym, the more likely you are to go back. Yeah. And consistency is key. To help you get the results, you want to support your fertility. Talking about results. Oh, oh, you've had a good week. Maria's had a good week. You know what? I have had such a fab week. I'm not going to name any names because it's all very confidential, but there are currently two ladies who have been working with me who are um, pregnant, which is, you know what? It is the best thing ever. I have had a lady message me about last week's episode to do with resistance training. And again, it was just so nice because she just said, thanks so much for doing a podcast on resistance training because that's what I do. And I'm trying to conceive and it's nice to know that I'm doing the right thing. So there was that, which was awesome. So thank you to that lady for getting in touch with me. And then I had another client who sent me a photo. Now she's been training with me since January and she sent me a photo and it just said, here is a picture of me in my dress. And that was her goal from January. And there's been other bits and pieces going on as well, but that's all in the last week. Julie Young and I at the minute are doing our um, fitness and nutrition course. And I got a message on Friday night, again, from a really like fabulous woman. And she just said, I've never been able to break this weight barrier. I'm not going to say the weight but basically she's always struggled to get under this particular weight and she's just got under it she said I've just weighed myself uh thank you so much it really makes me like quite emotional 
so that's just all in the last week. So it's been a good week. But it's it's the clients are working hard. Like the lady that's been with me since January, she's worked her ass off since January. The women on the course, they're taking on Julia's nutrition advice. They are regularly doing the workouts. Like everyone is just working really hard. And so they're I'm getting proud. the results. They are getting the results and I'm so proud of them. Like it's really cool. Really, really good. Next week, we are talking about owning your own fitness and fertility journey. Um, because a lot of the time people kind of shy away from telling a PT that they are essentially to help with their fertility. But I'm going to flip this because I think if you are training to support your fertility, there are some key things you need to know and you really need to own it to get the best out of your workouts. So next week we will be talking about owning your own fitness and fertility journey. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. Remember to subscribe to get a shiny new episode each week and please rate, comment and really importantly, share with your friends, especially our trying to conceive sisters. You never know who's struggling and they may need that little bit of extra help. This may come as a surprise, but we are not doctors. We strongly recommend that you consult your doctor before beginning any exercise or nutrition program. Get everything checked out first. Your safety is our priority. This has been a Worth a Listen production.